everybody, welcome to the 25th hour. My name is Christopher Franchi, and I'm your host. And with us today, we have Eric West. Eric West is a year-round hunter of most things with four legs and fur and two gills and scales. Does that sound accurate? That's a good description. <laughs> All right. Uh, welcome to the show, sir. Welcome. Thank you. Would you like to tell us your story? Why are you here? What do you do? So, I guess basically in a nutshell is I like to hunt and fish, trap, do everything you possibly can do in the state of Michigan and well, even elsewhere. <laughs> and how did that happen? What's your what's your background? How did you get pulled into this? So started off as a just a kid with my dad, my grandpa, my uncles, my cousins. You know, we grew up not rich, not poor, but the cheap thing to do was to take the kids out hunting. So that's what we did. And every weekend, head up north, go to the cabin, go out there, shoot some stuff, squirrels, rabbits. Deer hunting is a big part of Michigan, so. Went up there, learned from them, and just kind of started the ball, rolling down the hill, and then kept it going. Uh, now, what kind of hunting and fishing do you do on any given year, and what time of year do you do it? Well, right now in December, uh, we start off ice fishing, and we hit that hard water, uh, walleye, panfish, catfish, uh, lakers up in Higgins Lake. Um, that's primarily what we do right now. Then that leads into, you know, sucker fishing up in Omer. Um, you can go out steelhead fishing a little bit out west side of the state. More walleye fishing, more cat fishing. Keep going there and up until, you know, fall time. Then you know, that leads into, you know, actual hunting. Now, uh, do you consider yourself an expert in any particular sort of Hunting or fishing? Uh, I wouldn't say expert in anything, but more of the jack of all trades, master of none. But uh, <laughs> I always say uh, jack of all trades, master of none is better than just a master of one. <laughs> right, sure. I know hunters and I know fishermen, but you are equally passionate about bull. Absolutely. So what, what would you consider yourself? What do you tell people you are as far as your hobby goes? I'd say an outdoorsman. That's kind of the... Covers all bases. Yeah, because it's not just fishing and hunting. It's, it's trapping. It's you know, getting the food plots ready to go for deer season. It's going out duck hunting, goose hunting, you know, ice fishing. Most, a lot of people don't like. You know, they're either open water or they're hard water. And I, I love them both. There's nothing I would trade above for the other. So you probably consider yourself lucky to be living in Michigan. Absolutely. <laughs> because there's a little of everything, isn't there? Or a true. lot. Yeah, and especially being outdoors. You know, anything that yeah. can kill you in the state of Michigan, you can pretty much see. So I'm not worried about some little spider or some rattlesnake. Well, there's some rattlers, but some copperheads coming up. and I'm, I'm worried about spiders. And spiders. <laughs> I have horrible arachnophobia. Okay. <laughs> Well, your bio mentions uh, big hunts, uh, and then the smaller hunts, more typical or casual weekend hunts, um, and even paid hunts. Now, big hunt sounds big. big. So define big hunt. Big group, big game? Big game. So I'd say big game is you know, your whitetail and larger, your elk hunts out west. There is elk in the state of Michigan. Uh, it's 
you get drawn for that, a life, once in a lifetime opportunity. So I'd say big game is your bear hunting, your elk. You know, you can go do caribou up north in Canada. Um, there's black bear in Michigan. Go do your black bear hunts up in Canada. And then you got your brown bear and grizzlies. Moose hunting. Those are probably your, that's, that's your big game. So judging by that list, you, you do a lot of traveling out, outside of Michigan. Oh, absolutely. Yep. We started doing uh, try every two years to get out and head west or head up into the great north of Canada and take something down. Now, so you mentioned a, a big variety of hunts, as you call them. Do you have a particular favorite that you like to, to hunt for? Whatever's in season, typically. You whatever. are an outdoorsman, yeah, aren't you? Whatever, <laughs> whatever it's, I can shoot at, <laughs> that's my favorite. <laughs> yeah, it's December. Deer hunting is uh, coming to an end, so yeah, transition into something else. Like I said, the ice fishing, trapping seasons now, coyote hunting. So it's uh, best to not have a favorite because then you're always happy. I guess you can say yeah. that. I mean, the wife's probably not the happiest about constantly trying to go outside and. Be every weekend, be away, but we'll get to that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So you know, with that kind of variety, um, you know, is, is there a, is there a favorite location you like to hunt? Yeah, my backyard. Um, I would say I love hunting in my house. That's where I do yeah. primarily most of my stuff. I, I have my own. You live in a rural area. Yep, I got twenty acres. I sit on, and I'm surrounded by farm fields. So all I get to do is I get to do my, my individual food plots. I've got my cameras out looking at the deer. So, yeah, they're not my deer, but yeah, they're my deer. Yeah. I get to look at them, watch them grow, see them come in every single year. And I, I know my own property, so the rabbits around there, the coyotes. Well, yeah, you mentioned you, you actually raise some animals, so you've got some protecting to do as well. Yeah, yeah the chickens. Uh, I'm not a big fan of them. I do it for the kids. <laughs> I had actually uh, an animal kill a whole flock a couple years back, and it was the greatest thing that happened. <laughs> so Michigan offers many options for the hunter, but deer hunting is perhaps probably the most popular. Uh, what's your preferred method for deer hunting? Do you use a gun bow, crossbow, boomerang, squirt gun? Squirt gun is my favorite. Squirt gun, uh, yeah, yeah, it's difficult. Automatic? Oh, automatic? No automatics in Michigan. Well, in the United okay. States, but it's got to be semi-auto. So just your basic Walmart squirt gun? I go a little above. <laughs> I go to Costco and get my, my squirt guns. Oh, fancy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, but seriously. Okay, but seriously, uh, yeah. Um, guns, you know, rifles, crossbow. So, it, it like I said, it depends on the season. Uh, bow hunting is in October, and it goes in through. November, then it goes into gun season. Um, you have a pr preference between the oh, two? Oh, yeah, I like bow, bow hunting. Yeah, is it because like it's more of a challenge or more fun? You know what? Yeah, there's a lot more of a challenge with bow hunting. they got to get a lot closer. I mean, nowadays with these crossbows they come out with, you can shoot deer from 100 yards away, which yeah. not biggest fan of, but you do what you got to do. I mean, as long as you, you're happy, take down whatever you have to do, I'm, I'm happy for you. Now, what would you say to this? People say that deer are dumb and it's cheating to 
put food out and to hide in blinds that you're, you, you have an unfair advantage. What do you say to those people? Go out and try it. <laughs> you'll, you'll see all of a sudden you got this deer coming in and they see you or smell you 100 yards before you even see them. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, there's times where you're just lucky and you make your own luck most of the time, but I, I can sit there and go on the same spot, same outfit, same everything, and different so, reactions from deer. So you, time. so you need those things to, to draw them in? Uh, baiting is illegal in the state of Michigan, so uh, you don't need don't need it there's different kinds of uh, ways to hunt most people do use the bait um, not a big fan of it I typically like to hunt the scrapes you know when the bucks are in the mating season with the does that's where they're gonna always go every single time and we define scrapes because I'm not so a scrape is uh, when a buck comes in they just tear up the ground they have a low-hanging branch put their scent on the ground and on that uh, doe that's in estrus in heat will come in hit that scrape and that buck will come in try to find that doe all the time so if you're there on that scrape watching that scrape yeah, I know for a fact that that buck will be there one of those times so crossbows do you crossbow or bow and arrow I don't know I do have a crossbow yeah um they were nice for many years when I did use them. Just yeah. a, a typical if you want to, you know, if you're shooting does, I want to make sure I have a clean kill. Um, those, those things can go 100 yards out right. fast, but I prefer a, a compound vertical bow. Right. Now, you, you've been hunting for a long time, so mm-hmm. why don't you lay out exactly what you've accumulated over there? What do you hunt with? As far, you know, you've, everything from, from rifles to crossbows and all that. What's your, yeah, what's your armory? So... The bows I've traded in throughout the you know my lifetime, uh, the technology has drastically changed from when I was a child bow hunting to what it is now. Just unbelievable. Even when they came in with crossbows, that was the huge thing 10, 15 years ago. Those crossbows are basically guns now, and then the bows now that you have are typically crossbow type of technology. Right. Um, through my life had many vertical bows from PSEs to what's the brand name Hoyt, Matthews and then I went to a crossbow and they became a lot more powerful and legal in the state of Michigan and that was uh, F4 Tornado made by Parker which is out of business and they've been out of business for years I still own that crossbow gun season you know you start out with the a 30-06 Remington that was passed down from my grandpa down to my dad, down to me. So I I use that still quite often. That, that's a powerful gun. How old were you when you got that? 14. 14 was the. Were you the, shooting it at 14? Absolutely. 13. I was probably shooting it. Yes. Were you surprised when you pulled that trigger for the first time? Oh, it's loud. Yeah, it puts you on your ass. <laughs> You're not ready for it. Right. Absolutely. Those uh, things were. I mean, it's nice. I still use it to this day. Still have it. I mean, it, I don't know how old it is, but there's people now that have 30 odd sticks or guns from half a century ago, and they still use it. Yeah. Uh, all this stuff sounds expensive. Um, 
is there something you can do uh, to dabble more or less relatively on the cheap if, with hunting? Yeah, just go out in the woods with your twenty-two and shoot your rabbits and shoot your squirrels. I mean, it's all about what your passion and what you like to do. Being out in the woods, um, your bow hunting, that's that's typically relatively cheap. You can go to any state land in the state of Michigan. Uh, we hunt uh, all many years, 6,000 acres up in uh, St. Helen. That's public land. There's no money involved in that. You pay with your taxes already. Uh, and then you can also go pretty expensive with those paid hunts. Yeah, you're taking a lot of the guessing game out. A lot of the prep work is gone because you're going to go shoot monster bucks in high-fenced areas but you're gonna pay a pretty penny for it. Is there like a sort of a dream hunting trip you'd hope to attend one day? My dream hunting trip would probably be with my girls, really anywhere, my three girls. Um, now, if it was gonna be me, I love the cougar hunt idea. Tracking with the dogs, that's an amazing sound. I got dogs myself, blue ticks, and. They're howling on on that trail. You really can't beat that. I've seen the, the picture. You have to provide it for the show. The uh, the, the shot of you with the shotgun and the two dogs in their little camo vests, ready to yep. go. Yeah, yep. <laughs> that was a great shot. Yeah, that was a coon hunt. Uh, went out and uh, right in my backyard. Yeah. It's one of those things. Just walk right outside. Let the dogs go. I do it quite often. Yeah. How do, how do the dogs enjoy it? Have a- it's, a, oh, yeah. it's like what they're made for. It's exactly what they're made for. They yeah. love it. Two blue ticks, they're, they're made for, for coon hunting. <laughs> and it's, they just go crazy. Once you put that, that collar on and that vest on, they know exactly it's go time. Yeah. And they, they head out. My French bulldog's a, a big fan of treat hunting. Yeah. <laughs> I'll yeah. go outside and go potty, give me a treat. <laughs> you know, and that treat hunting, that's, that's exactly how you train all the dogs for everything. Yeah. That's the base basis of how you get them chasing coons or rec, you know, rabbits or squirrels or, right. or antler sheds. Now, do they, like if you shot a raccoon, do they run out and get it or do they they chase them out for you to shoot? What, what's their role? So when you do raccoon hunting, um, they tree the raccoon, put the put the raccoon up in the tree. Okay. And that's when you walk up, see it in the tree, shoot it, comes down, and then it's that raccoon's alive still and it's game on they, they want to kill that raccoon oh yeah really oh, oh yeah okay yep and a lot yeah. of dogs go missing raccoons sometimes do win against dogs really oh yeah huh. oh yeah you've never lost a dog have you not on the raccoon hunt no okay. never lost a dog well Those, let's hope it stays that way yeah that, that raccoon will chase that oh not chase have the dog chase the raccoon up into streams Rivers, raccoons can swim hell of a lot better than dogs can. So that puts a pressure on you. I mean, if you've got two dogs that are like family dogs and you're, you're going to take a shot at that raccoon, you want to make sure you don't miss because then that's just more of a challenge for your dogs. Yeah, absolutely. More risk. Yeah. They'll, okay. they'll take that dog out in the water and they'll drown that dog. Yeah. Get on top of it, a 30-pound raccoon will push that dog's head right down. Cheating little trash band. They bastards. are. Little trash pandas. <laughs> you know, obviously most hunters... Uh, you know, do hunt for uh, meat as well. Uh, do you have a favorite sort of a meat that you enjoy hunting for? I would say pheasant hunting. Yeah. Going, fe- you know, it's, it's not much 
places, I mean, places you can actually do in the state of Michigan. Um, there's a lot of pheasant farms. Those are also very costly. They used to be a lot cheaper, but it's costly. Pheasant, by far, is my favorite to, now, to eat. A pheasant farm, I mean, my, my visual is just like a shooting gallery. It, it can't be that easy. Explain what a pheasant farm is. So a pheasant farm is they pretty much raise hundreds, if not thousands, of pheasants in these big canopy outdoors barns. And then when you go out there, you actually pay, let's just say, for 10 pheasants. You and I are going to go out. We're going to go kill 10 pheasants. They go take these pheasants in a field, and they actually put them to sleep. And then they hide them in the field. And then you're walking in this, you know, 20-acre field. You know, you got 10 pheasants there. The pheasants are free to fly away, run away, and a lot of times they actually do. And you're just walking out there with the dog trying to find them. When they fly, you got to shoot. Well, so how long are they sleeping for? Minutes, a couple minutes. Okay, so, yeah. so you just put them to sleep to get them out there. Yeah, so, okay. so you can put them to sleep and put them down, and then they go to the next one put them down in the field, and then you go out there with you and your crew and have the dogs. Sometimes you have pointers or sometimes you have you know, labs that will flush the, the pheasants up, and yeah. you got to be ready to go because once that pheasant goes up and you miss, that pheasant's gone. Right. And they fly. they got wings. Now, would you consider yourself, I mean, you have brought some interesting things in here today. Would oh, you yeah. consider yourself a trophy hunter? Trophy hunter, I would... Yes and no. I would always love to shoot trophies. Um, my idea is whatever makes you happy. I you know people want to go out and they want to shoot that massive whitetail buck. You know, but if you're okay with shooting one smaller, if it makes you smile, yeah, take it. Um, what's this particular trophy right here? Could you explain that for the folks? So this is my pride and joy. This is a bear dick. This is a true boner, right here, <laughs> like you said. So inside only a few animals in the animal kingdom, there's actual bone inside their penis. and uh, Bears and raccoons. Bears and raccoons, that's right. And I was up in Canada. We did a hunt actually last year, and we had some Canadian guides because we just couldn't go up there and just hunt the, uh, I forget what they call it, the magistry land. We call it public land. They call it magistry. So we had this guide up there, and I go, and lucky enough, I shot my bear the first night. Two other gentlemen did, too. They were up there with, and I'm there with the guide, and you know, for bears, you have to cut the fur off and skin and quarter out that same night. The furs, fur will go bad. Yeah. So anyways, we're going there, and I'm, he's skinning this thing out. I'm going, hey, uh, by the way, can, can I get that dick? <laughs> he looks at me kind of what, what are you talking about I was like, yeah, the, the bear dick can you, can you go in there and cut that thing off you Americans it's okay and I was like no I'm serious I was like I want to get the, the bone he's like okay you know that's my Canadian accent right there and he cuts beauty, this thing out beauty bone eh yeah oh okay alright um, I'll get this bone out there for you so I cut it out and he hands it to me so we go back to camp, two other guys that have a shot too. And I was like, hey, yeah. Right, did you guys get your bear dick? And they're like, what's, what's that? And I was like, oh, there's the bone inside the bear. 
Uh, what the hell? So the next morning, the guide comes back in and he goes, hey, uh, can I get my, my bear dick? He's like, well, that's in the trash yard. Can I? I, I guess so. So yeah, go go and get my get our dicks. So <laughs> get our dicks. So he goes and dude comes back and then once again I'm gonna try my Canadian accent again and he's like, well boys, I've reached a new low in my life. I've never had to cut a dick off a rotting carcass bear before, but uh, here you go. And I'm holding three dicks at once too, no less. <laughs> we're sitting there. He's got him. He's like. I just got to ask, what's wrong with you Americans? Is all you guys do down there is just measure each other's dicks? And we're like, well, well I, we, you know, yeah. I would personally think this would be an easy way, uh, you know, as they say, you know, with men, the dick measuring contest, uh, you're bare, you know, who's got the biggest dick bone, right? Immediately. As oh. soon as the other two dicks were in the other two guys' hands, we pull out a tape measure and we put them all down next to each other to see whose oh. dick was bigger. Yeah. Winner, winner, bear dick dinner, bear I suppose. Dick dinner. <laughs> I, I keep this bad boy. Actually, it's a little joke when my, my wife knows, maybe a few other that fell for it. But I have a little coffee station at my house, and I keep this. A stir stick. Right there. Stir so, dick. So when someone comes over, they put their, their cream in, I, I was just watch them, see if they pull it out, and they, and they <laughs> use it for a stir stick. You tell them before they drink the coffee or after? <laughs> I don't tell them at all. It's a, it's more for me, you know. I, hey, babe, do you know that you know, my grandma used the, the bear dick on her coffee? <laughs> well, uh, you know, literally, you know, kids have, like, their sports heroes growing up. Do hunters have heroes? Do you have hunting heroes? Yeah, it's my grandpa. Yeah. You know, the celebrity fame of it, uh, there's, there's some guys out there, but nothing would compare to my grandfather. He's taught us everything, the passion for outdoors, the hunting. Uh, growing up, it was always dad, uncles, cousins, Papa Don. That's it. The patriarch. Yeah. I mean, everything stemmed from him. Um, he passed about 10 years ago. And that, that old man would be the one that sits out there, you know, in middle of November, up north all day long hunting might not see a deer for three years he's not going to miss an opening day he's not going to miss he's there for all of us every deer i shot every nice animal that me or my cousins ever got he was always the first one there you want to see there and shake your hand so that's yep that's cool to, to get a little political anyway, or just your, your viewpoint on this, you know, there's you know, a lot of people these days love to push their agenda. And, oh, yeah. You, know, you should feel the way they do. Um, you know, and they expect you to care about what they care about as strongly as they do. What, what do you say to, to animal lovers who, you know, may look down on your hobby as, as cruelty to animals? I don't think that there's more of an activist for hunting and for the animals than actual hunters. We're the ones out there making sure that the kill's clean, you know, making sure everything is right. Deer management, population management of all the animals. There's no one that loves that deer more than the actual hunter. And I can say that with 100% full confidence that anyone that's anti-hunting, anti-gun, whatever, 
there's no one that appreciates that animal more than we do. Yeah, yeah. There, there is a. a I don't think these people understand that a great deal of respect that you have for for what you hunt. Absolutely, yeah. those things are, you know, the animals. Anything from the the squirrel to the white tail to the bear. There's nothing that respects that animal and loves the animal more. Mm-hmm. And we want to make sure that their population thrives and they can coexist with us and everyone else. Right. Yeah, people don't seem to understand that until they're faced with it. Yeah. You know, um, so that's why there's so many people that are, I should say, there's a good number of people that are, that are against it because they've never had to face it, and it's because of the hunters that have kept things under control. Mm-hmm. You know, if you can't drive to the store without the threat of hitting a deer, then you'll, you'd understand. Yeah, know, what, what the purpose of that is. Your insurance company puts probably pumps a lot of money into deer hunting yeah. in the state of Michigan. They want to get that population down. For deer hunters, actually, right. we want to maybe not have the quantity, but better quality in the state of Michigan. Mm-hmm. But we're yeah, we're there with them. But yeah. it's expensive getting you know hitting a deer going through your windshield. For sure. Yeah, and if you think that I'm just catering to the guest, uh, I'm actual myself an animal lover, but I understand the need for this. So, um, so we're not sugarcoating anything here. Uh, you know, the other political hot point, uh, I, I would say, uh, gun control. Um, some people would like that to extend into some of the things that would interfere with your sport, your hobby. How do you feel about that? How do you feel about, um, you know? Just the basic handgun. You know, obviously, you don't use a handgun for hunting. Um, you know, what, what's your take on that in general? Um, I mean, I'm a huge Second Amendment right guy. Um, I probably not your average, you know, gun lover. I like to use them for the purpose of what they what they're used for. Um, I, I don't go out on the weekends and shoot a bunch of rounds off. I do have some for home protection myself with all the mass shootings and everything that that's happened I mean, it's it's sad i wish there's something that could be done stopped prevented i don't know the answer so i don't well there, you know there's a lot of people think when you talk gun control that the the only answer the only option is to take them away but there are other options absolutely you know there's um, just other... just to control it as far as like you know how long you'd have, you know, would you have any problem with saying that you'd have to wait two weeks to get a handgun? Absolutely not. Yeah. I mean, I've walked into stores, purchased guns before. You know, I've, I actually have my AR store. I went bought an AR, and I, I went there. It was uh, between a football game during halftime. I left that halftime, made it back by a third quarter. And I was like, well, that's a little, that was a little quick to get this AR, but... Uh, <laughs> If they told me to wait a day, absolutely. But if you go through the process of obtaining your CPL and you go through everything that needs to be done, I have I have no problem with you obtaining that firearm. This hobby sounds very all-consuming. You're spending a lot of money on equipment. You're spending a lot of time traveling. You're spending mm-hmm. a lot of time sitting in a tree waiting. Um, how do you balance your, your work life? fatherhood you know being a husband uh with your passion for the outdoors you know is the family involved in your outdoor life um and have you passed the sport down to your three daughters much like your grandfather and your father did to you 
Yeah, it's very much condensed. I mean, working a job between 40 to 80 hours a week, you got to take the time off. Luckily, I I have a job that allows me to do so, not as nearly as much as I would absolutely love to do. But a lot of planning goes into it, prep work, you know, and begging, <laughs> I would say. You know, you have to make time for the girls, girls' stuff. Um, but like this, I was had a talk with my wife just a couple of days ago, and she says when she wants to go out on a, a girls' night, she's got to call her grandma, get babysitters, get everything set up. And then in the midst of that conversation, I planned three ice fishing trips in January. <laughs> and she's, you don't even care. I do care, but you know, I'll be there. Don't, don't you? I'll be there for the girls. And, I try to bring them in as much as I possibly can. Uh, my daughters are relatively young right now for the sport. Difference between their age nowadays comparison to what I what I was, there was regulations on, you know, you can't shoot a shotgun till you're 10 years old. You couldn't deer hunt till you're 13. You can't shoot a deer till you're 14. Right. Now, if you have a social security number, you can go sh- go out there and hunt. Just gotta pull that trigger. Right. So it's nice now that I can I can bring my girls in. Um, this turkey mount that I have actually was one of the ones that one of the first hunts I took my daughter on. So this is why I I mounted it. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I like to bring my oldest one, Charlie. She's going to be five uh, with you know the new laws. I, you know, she's talked about, Daddy, Daddy, when am I getting my gun? I was like, Oh, you'll get a gun. Don't <laughs> worry. When you turn five. You're going out, and I'm taking you out opening day of, of deer season in 2023, yeah. so just next year. So, so the the difference must be just just growing up in it because you know I mean, you've got three daughters mm-hmm. now. I know there are there are female hunters out there, but the the balance I'm sure greatly tips in the, the male. You know, for every five, you know, male hunters, there might be one or two female. I have so you have that against you. However, and, and girls in general are kind of like you know, you know, much more animal lovers than than most men are, as far as the cutesy thing right. goes. You know, so, but no uphill battle whatsoever because they grew up with it. Yeah, my uh, my daughters will fight come you know before September to argue about who's going out with dad to go look for the geese flying. You know, my daughter will sit out there on the porch with me. Just watch the, the geese fly in, where they coming from, which way. And once they pass the house, we get in the car and we go track them down, see what field they're going into. They love it. They, they absolutely love it. I, it was, I didn't really push too much into it. You know, just like your, you know, your father, your older brother, you know, whatever they're into, generally the younger sibling gets into as well. So Sure. But they've probably grown up with the understanding, too. They know that you're not just out having fun killing stuff. Right. That there's a purpose. Right. Yeah, they, they love it. They just, you know, I want to eat my steak. Dad, where's my steak? You know, you're talking about a kid that won't eat a hot dog, has to eat a bun with ketchup on it, but yet she wants the venison steak tomorrow, you know. So it's... So she's a, she knows good meat from lousy meat. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah you get, well, you got to lie to her about ham. She won't eat hamburger. You know, it's, it's ground up piddle food, you know. I'm like, five-year-old boys right now, watch out for this girl. 
come 20 years from now because she's going to be an expensive date. Yeah. <laughs> I'll have the filet. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Well, maybe not. She might be cooking you right. your venison roast or something like that. Right. What do you, what do you want? You want cow meat? I got a, I got some moose tenderloin <laughs> over here for you that one I got last year. That's probably a little bit more of an expensive, uh, yeah, I don't know. Take a girl out to a moose hunt rather than yeah. I can't imagine taking a girl out on a date and she's like, hmm, no moose tenderloin. Yeah, Ruth I'm, Chris. What place did you take me to? What's this Ruth Chris place? I want to. <laughs> I got some venison straps back at home. I want to try yeah. out. So what's next for you? What's on the horizon, hunting wise? You know, every weekend something different. Uh, like I said, it just deer season's ending right now. We got some big uh, big hunts planned in 2023. Every year, we're trying to do something big. This coming year, I've been putting my points in for an Iowa deer hunt, a Wyoming mule hunt, antelope hunt, and then an elk hunt. So my points are, are up now, ready to go. So 2023, looks like I get to escape for a, a week or two and head out to Iowa for a nice whitetail hunt. And then a couple of us are trying to plan uh, the Wyoming hunt for uh you know for antelope or for mule deer so that's gonna be the big ones probably next year but every weekend could be a great hunt you know and as long as you you know stick at it ice fishing up north ice is good right now weather today and tomorrow was kind of crappy for the ice but we'll be heading out oh yeah yeah can't wait every weekend i can't wait can't wait for the next season and i already missed the one before <laughs> well, thanks for taking the time to join us, Eric. It's yeah, been a pleasure you, having you. And uh, you know, may your may your bare dick bone prevail in future competitions. You, you know, I'll, I'll only have to get you one out here to get you for your stir stick. <laughs> yeah, please. You want? I get you. Some, I'll get you some raccoon ones so you can sprinkle around. Make your own little necklace. <laughs> wow, dick necklace. And on that note. That buttons it up for another episode of the 25th Hour. Please be sure to subscribe. Click that notification bell. Ding, ding, ding. And tell your friends to tune in. Take care and we'll see you next time. For more information on Eric West and his future YouTube show, all of his socials are in the show notes below.